TikTok. We're gonna ignore across the community. Good evening, people of TikTok. Today is October 13, and there is no underground. The air is crisp. Hello, TikTok. Here's something you don't see every day. Polar bear skin. Hello, TikTok. The fishing derby. I bought a little classic novelty hook. Put some garlic on the end. Down here we have the Arctic Ocean frozen salad. We can put big trucks in there. It must be like five, six feet thick. That's Wani Panagayak, mayor of Talukrok in Nunavut, the northernmost community on the Canadian mainland, sitting just west of Hudson's Bay on a peninsula jutting into the Arctic Ocean. As well as being mayor, Lenny is something of a viral TikTok star, sharing moments of his life and Inuit culture to his tens of thousands of followers. He's our guest on this episode of Explore, a Canadian Geographic podcast. In October, my Canadian Geographic colleague Tom Lundy and I flew up to Tilakrok to spend a week teaching podcasting to the amazing students at the Netsilik School. That includes the throat singers you hear now in a program called Pass the Mic that is supported by Polar Knowledge Canada. It's also supported by listeners like you who have donated to our annual RCGS Polar Plunge. The third annual Polar Plunge, which funds this podcast, is taking place in frozen lakes, rivers and oceans across Canada again this year, happening on March the 4th. Check in at rcgs.org forward slash Polar Plunge to find out how you can contribute to help us in producing great storytelling from unique places like Tulakrok. The website is in the process of being updated, so keep checking in to get involved. So while Tom and I were in Tulakrok, we got to meet some wonderful people who make up this small hamlet on a frozen bay, including the mayor, Lenny. To give you an idea of just how laid back Lenny is and his community, we interviewed him the day before the municipal election, and he was happy to spend as much time with us as we needed, unfazed by the upcoming vote, which he then won with 60% support. No municipal politics show up in Lenny's TikTok. His handle is at Agijak, which is A-Q-I-G-I-A-Q. Like the man himself, Lenny's posts are thoughtful and interesting and fun, and they get up to half a million views at times. Lenny, thanks for talking to us here at Canadian Geographic. Yes, you're welcome. Yeah, so I wonder if you can just start out by telling us a little bit about your community. In my community, we have about a thousand, little over a thousand, one hundred, eleven hundred. It's a small town, it's a close-knit community. So everybody knows everybody, everybody helps out everybody. It's the most northerly community in the Canadian mainland. In the community, it's all about family, relatives, and the family and relatives are all close together and we help each other and every, everywhere we go, everybody say hi to each other and welcome everybody else with a smile. And that's part of our culture. So our community, uh, we do share a lot of catches from hunting. Mm. So we do help out a lot. And each year there's a seal derby. The main reason for that is for food. Yeah, so how and does that work? What is the seal derby? The seal derby is every year we go out and when we do go out, we look for a seal mm -hmm. and we catch the smallest seal because in, in the springtime there's the seal pups. Mm -hmm. The meat that we catch is shared for the whole community 
and it's food for everybody. So mm -hmm. it's an excuse for people to go out and go hunting all at once and enjoy the land, the air, everything out there. And it's a gathering, it's a social event, it's everything else in between. Yeah. So it's out there for children, young young people to learn about our culture. Mm. It's for oldest to teach the younger ones. It's for families to connect, which they may have not all the time in the winter time, to yeah. because it's too cold out. So they stay in the house, and then it's a celebration of life for everybody. Nice. Yeah. When does that happen? That happens end of May, early June, yeah. and it depends on the time, the weather of the year. So we try to plan it just before all the snow is gone, but just when it starts to melt, just enough warm enough for everybody to travel out and be out there while it's warm and the snow's go, starting to go, just enough the top layer, and then you're able to use the snowmobile to go out on the land and it wouldn't be all land, you'd have some snow areas and get around. Get out on the ice and stuff too. Yeah, yeah. go on the ice and stuff, yeah. Yeah, uh, that sounds amazing. So I want to talk to you about your TikTok, which mm -hmm. has made you kind of famous, not just in your community, but yeah. all around the world. Like. Yeah. Today is December 26th, turned out to be a nice evening. It's minus 48 with wind chill. It's our fishing hole. We're having fun. Right now, today, I got 32,000 followers. And in the beginning, it was just uh, one of my children said, Lenny, you should look at TikTok. It's very interesting. And at first, I wasn't interested. And then a few days later, a few weeks later, I did join. And then I started doing regular videos of what they do and then the way my dad taught me he taught me that the traditional ways mm. and the traditional ways is everything about the land the animals all mm. the environment and how to care for the animals and everything around you so and how to survive out on the land this is a seal hole the seal breathe through that hole there's a little feather it tells you when the seal is up. And so I was out one day, I took my camera out and I was, we were seal hunting out on the sea ice in early fall. And I said, okay, there's the land here. There's the ice, nothing but ice. And in one of my videos, I thought, okay, might as well teach them traditional knowledge. And what I did is what my dad taught me, the sky, the cloud, if the clouds are white, that means there's safe ice there. And then if the clouds are black, it's open water and it's not safe. So I just thought I might as well share that. And from there, that got my TikTok going, rolling. And it started getting more viewers, more followers. And then, oh, they like the educational videos. So I started teaching more about our culture and our values and how to live the land, how to survive. The Inukshuk is a very important tool that we use here in the north. And a long ago before Inuit were in settlements, they were nomads and they would be out on the land and 
go from place to place and they would build a inukshuk to let other people know that they were camping there and this spot may have good hunting ground, good fishing ground, good place to survive. That's amazing. And who do you hear from? How far away are people getting? Uh, all over the world, actually. Like, I, when I just started to get more followers, there was people in USA. I started to oh, people in New York, oh, they're watching. And it, the followers kept growing and then one of my videos, it went all over the world. There's people in Europe, all over Europe. There's people in Australia and wow. all over there saying where they're from. And I was like, oh, look, Laura, there's everybody following everywhere. That's amazing. Yeah. What kind of comments are you hearing from people? Uh, lots of comments. Like they do, like I do a lot of educational videos and a lot of good comments saying that they do like my TikToks and oh, it's a nice place to be because I do enjoy the land and the land out there I do share it with the people and so to me it's all good comments about what I share. It's all about positive life, enjoying the land, enjoying the weather, being out there because when I'm out on the land it's it's me and the environment. We didn't see the sun in the Arctic since middle of November, I believe November 22. So we're excited, first day of the sun to see. I believe it came up a few days ago, but it was cloudy. So today it's finally nice out to see the sun. Over a month we didn't see the sun. The sun is shining. Whatever is out there, you can just sit there and relax and you don't have anything to worry about. Just be out there. You ha have to be aware of all your surroundings, everything. So I do teach that a lot too. You have to be aware of the wind direction, the wind direction, the clouds, the sky. Because up here we don't have any uh, trees mm. and we don't use... Uh, compasses so the way you get around is by looking and observing everything as you're growing from a little age and that's what my dad taught me when I was young that okay the first thing I learned is the name of this main land and this main area hunting ground and everything there. Oh, that's yeah. incredible. Yeah. What's the video that's got the most views so far? TikTok. We're going to igloo across the community. Pretty big size. The one where we made an igloo yeah. across the community, across the land and the bay. And in there, there's people sitting there celebrating. So uh, that has one of my most views. Yeah. And it shows that we do care for each other. It's a family thing. And it's part of being together close-knit community and knowing everybody and they get to see uh, the inside of an igloo. When they heat up the igloo, it warms up the snow, melts the snow a bit, so it turns into ice. And then there's a little ice layer there that keeps it windproof. That igloo that I showed, of uh, one of my top views is a community igloo and that's where everybody gathers and be and 
I show that the igloo was made out of uh, ice window. So they were very amazed at that. They were very amazed at uh, how we live. Like right now we do live in our buildings, in our homes, and then how we used to live. So that has that is one of my top views. So how far do you have to go back to, like, were your grandparents, did they grow up on the land or? My parents, they did grow up on the land. Like my parents now are elders. Mm. So an elder is someone that is old and like 65 and older actually. And so my parents did grow up from the land. They were always out on the land, nomads. And from the in between, when they were teens, they started in settling in the community. So it was my parents, and yes, of course, my grandparents were out on the land, and they did live in a community too. So it came from my parents and my grandparents. So they were out on the land, but now today they live in in the houses as yeah. well. So we're here. We're going to be teaching podcasting. What benefit do you see for things like TikTok or podcasts or for children in the community and connecting with the world? There is a lot of benefits for TikTok podcasting because uh, those technology today are they can teach things as well to the children and to everybody actually. So my TikTok, it's all about education, you know, tradition, knowledge and all that. So podcast too, they, there's all kinds of shows as well too that can be educating for everybody as well. So it is a benefit for someone that like myself that lives in a, a remote community and it's a way to share my story and to share what not everybody will be able to see. It has a lot of benefits. It's sharing our life with everybody around us. Amazing. And do you, I mean, do you, sharing all about what your culture and stuff, do you hear from other people around Nunavut or even around the polar regions about your, your TikToks? Around Nunavut, I do hear my TikTok. It shows that what we're doing here. So I do show here and people around the area, but not so much around the other areas. And we do get a lot of comments, so I do hear a little bit about other people's story too as well. Are you the only one up here doing this? Uh, it's hard to say. Nobody has a story like mine, but there are similar stories to mine that people going out hunting and surviving the land and how they survive. But my stories are more narrative stories too, and so I do teach a lot about how I teach, how we go out on the land, and how we respect everybody. So my story is a bit unique. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, so I've been up into Nunavut a couple of times now, and mm -hmm. what I say when I'm teaching these classes is that the Inuit have such a unique way of life, and mm -hmm. it's people around the world want to hear this story, right? And I think you're a very good example. Yeah, they, that's one of the biggest reasons why my TikTok is growing, my followers are growing, is because it is unique culture. And a lot of things that I do show is normal life to me, but not normal life to anybody else. So 
it is unique and what I show about our family life and our culture so it's something that they wouldn't normally see and it's education on they do look at it. Lost up in no man's land of the Northwest Territory. In our interview, I discovered something else amazing about Wendy. His connection to a tragic air disaster in the early 1970s that deeply affected this small community. At the time, it was an international news story and was later immortalized by Canadian folk legend Stompin' Tom Connors. And the pilot's name was Hartwell. He had to make it to Yellowknife, although the night was storming. Two patients from Telakrok, one a pregnant woman, the other a 14-year-old Inuk boy with appendicitis named David Kutuk, along with a nurse, were being flown to hospital in Yellowknife in the dead of winter. The plane crashed in bad weather, deep in the wilderness. The nurse and pregnant woman were killed. The pilot, Martin Hartwell, broke both of his ankles and survived in freezing weather on the Barrens only because of the bushcraft of 14-year-old David Kutuk. Hartwell said he should have died at 35 below zero And the reason Hartwell did survive The boy had died a hero He brought me food when I couldn't move While he himself grew feeble Yes, Davy Kutuk died a saint It happened in the 70s, 70s yeah, early 70s, yeah. yeah And that was before I was born But David Kutuk was my cousin So, oh, yeah. yeah My dad's nephew and so your dad's like sister or brothers? Sister's sister. That was, son, yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's that incredible. That happened before I was born, but that yeah. is the story of it. Yeah. Yeah. He was a bit of a hero. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. He was a hero that, like, he just used his knowledge that he know and he went out hunting as much as he could, like, yeah. at the time, and yeah. he helped out. He kept that guy alive. Yeah. yeah. So it, he was a hero, too. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Is his mother still alive? Is she? Uh, she passed away a few years mm -hmm. ago. Yeah. Yeah. She was a very nice lady too. Yeah. 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 Does he have brothers or sisters here? So? Uh, my dad is the brother and he's the last one of the siblings. Yeah. yeah. They were a big family and they're like, my dad was the youngest. So he's up there now too in age. Yeah. And How old is he now? He's 72. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. still a young guy. Yeah. <laughs> but he's the last of the siblings. Oh, is he? Yeah. 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 It's a, I'm, I'm a fan of Stomp and Tom Connors. Yeah. So I, when oh, I was okay. reading about this town, I'm like, oh, my goodness. I know that story. So. Now, now we have a health center named after the lady that was part of that, oh, that the nurse. event. Yeah. yeah. Judy Hill. Yeah, she yeah. was in the plane and she was a nurse and yeah. trying to take care of them. So. We do have a health center named after her. Oh, right. Yeah. That's amazing. Wow. Small world. I yeah. A memorial cairn of stone to David Kutuk stands at Turlokrok Airport. He was also given a posthumous medal by the Governor General of Canada. Thanks to all of you for listening. We'll be back with episodes featuring stories from the students in our Passing the Mic program at Nitsilik School. That includes the throat singers you hear now, Martha Nivatchek and Joyce Eshevek. And now, here's my recurring favor to ask. Please recommend this podcast to one person you know, in person, by email, over a coffee. DM them on social media. It helps us to get these stories to as many people as possible. And thank you. So, until next time, from Telakruk, when we'll explore again, I'm David McGuffey. A 
think right now we're enjoying very much looking back at the Earth, and it's just a, a fantastic experience, and I just can't wait to get back and start telling people. We left Simpson about June the 10th with the Fur Brigade, consisting of a number of yacht boats, each manned by 10 voyageurs. For us, it means, it means that he knew oral history is very strong. And we flew low over every inch of the country that could be. We were hoping that he would fire at us. Oh, I guess 160. 